Red alert, red alert. All hands to the battle station. This is episode 12, the USS Bellerophon and the Traeger being recorded on Thursday, September 17th, 2015, and being released on Thursday, September 17th, 2015. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Battle Station. My name is Tucker, and I am really sorry that I did not get this one out yesterday. Um, I accidentally deleted the entire episode. Um, apparently, you can do that. So... <clears throat> yeah, that's what's up there. Uh, sorry, I've got a slight, uh, what's the phrase, a frog in my throat? I don't know. All right, so yesterday we talked about um, the, uh, the, the um, whatchamacallit, the Klingon blind booster, and we made a build using uh, my favorite captain, Duras. And uh, today, instead of going for uh we're we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a, build, a very different build using another bard in the, card in this build and that card is um well, well we'll get there um but i'm gonna try a couple of other things uh with today's show um in terms of uh what precisely we're gonna we're gonna be doing um normally as you know i only do you know one ship at a time Basically, and I don't. I don't really do fleets. Yesterday, at the end of yesterday's show, I suggested a, a fleet based on that day's show and, and a previous day's show. And I really, really, really recommend you uh, <clears throat> go ahead and uh, take a look at that one because um, it's it's pretty hysterical. Uh, the, the, the the fleet ends up being uh, a Pegasus with um, like sixteen or seventeen upgrades and. To take advantage of that, to, to, to get a billion attack dice, um, and uh, on on top of that, a uh, uh, the 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 minefield laying uh, 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 Oberth class that I did very early on in the show's run, um, swapping out Sakona for Taranj on that one. Though uh, it turns out that uh, the captain is skill six, so I, I'd forgotten that Damar was doing his thing on that. Anyway, so uh, today we're also going to be looking at a fleet. Um, this one is designed for a 90-point environment, which is one of the things I wanted to bring up. Uh, with the advent of the blinds, we're going to be moving to a 90-point environment. A lot of folks have asked me, um, am I willing to do support ships on the show? Well, when we were in a 50-50-120 or a 50-50-20 situation, which is what most 120-50-point uh, limit builds looked like, a support ship was about 20 points. And I, I was thinking of doing sort of a compilation show of my favorite ways to spend those points. Uh, pardon me, I'm going to take a drink here. But what 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 now in the new format we're looking at something a lot more like fifty forty or forty five forty five. So yes, I will absolutely be looking at those kinds of things in the future. And um, I actually have uh, <clears throat> something very much like that today. Um, so, um, I'm also going to be looking at two ships because they have a very similar ability. Um, I'm going to be talking about uh, a combo that David mentioned on his Blind Booster reveal. And I'm going to be highlighting an interaction that we've all been trying to get work ever since we've seen it. So, let's go ahead and jump right in because this build is not terribly complicated just in terms of the cards that it uses. Uh, but it does have uh, some very sort of... Uh, complex ramifications. 
Okay, so first of all, our ships for the day. First, the USS Bellerophon. It is a 30-point Intrepid-class ship, Federation. It's unique. Uh, it has four attack, two agility, four hull, five shields, two crew, one tech, two weapon. It is 90-90. It has a 90 forward arc and a 90 rear arc. It has the Federation action bar of scan, battle stations, evasive, and target lock. Um, its ability is, when defending during the compare results step, you may disable two of your active shields to cancel one of the attacking ship's hit results. Its maneuver dial is the Intrepid dial. Uh, green, one and two forward, one and two straight, I should say, and one banks. White, four, five, and six straight, two and three banks, two and three hard turns. No red maneuvers. Um, so, advantages of this ship. Um, co- oh, sorry, competitive history. It's a prize ship for the next OP. Uh, it probably doesn't have any competitive history at this point. Obviously, um, it, it's an interesting position. Um, the Voyager, the only other unique Intrepid we've had before now, is, is one of the most heavily used competitive ships in the game. Uh, it is the, it is it is a Federation ship for thirty points that has a native three hundred and sixty. Um, it has a ton of slots to build around. It was a dreadnought. It won regionals several times. Um, it's 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 a great ship. The generic Intrepid, on the other hand, has almost never been used because all of Voyager's advantages fall away without its ability and just leave it with the pile of Intrepid disadvantages. Um, almost all of them, we'll say. But uh, so it, 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 it's, it, it's odd in that it doesn't... Um, the, the, the Voyager... Well, let me, let me talk about the advantages and disadvantages and you'll see where I'm coming from in a little bit. Okay, so advantages... Um, it has nine durability. That's a good amount. Um, four attack is the uh, baseline of what I consider to be an acceptable attack. I like it. Uh, crew weapon weapon tech is not the worst in the world. Um, it has tech crew crew, which is the baseline minimum I consider to be acceptable these days. So I'll take it. Um, two agility dice is better than one agility dice. I don't know. Disadvantages. Um, this ship would be much, 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 much better if it were a five-one-four-five. Much, 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 much better. It's it's the reason that um, between the generic Prometheus, well, it's one of the reasons between this this and the generic Prometheus is the generic Prometheus that's going to see the most play. Um, the maneuver dial looks like an advantage when you first see it. I mean, no red maneuvers. Uh, you know, a ton of white stuff. The problem is it has no fast way to back up or turn around. This is kind of an issue. I mean, even with uh, the the fastest way it has to turn around is if you have Forrest or Fleet Captain of the Fleet, you do it to hard two and a one, and a hard one, and that either takes your action or your resource, and neither of those are particularly great. Um, also, while it has a bunch of white maneuvers, its selection of green maneuvers is pretty limited, and the major disadvantage is it does not have a one forward, which is a much better move than some people think. Um, 90-90 is not a great arc. Uh, I, I would have much preferred 180 zero or something, but we can't have everything in life. The ability is interesting. Um, you can use it every time because it says when defending. Um, two of your shields for one hit result is a little—it's a little sketch, as as my sister might say. It's a little sketch. Um, yeah. I, so that's essentially the advantages and disadvantages. So uh, the reason this sort of falls between the Voyager and the generic Intrepid is that ability has some use, but the generic, you know, the generic Intrepid never really saw play because it has that ninety ninety limitation. 
um, and that somewhat odd and, and, and less than useful and, and frankly slightly predictable maneuver dial. Um, so, so the generic Prometheus is seeing a lot more play, especially because that's that's at a that's at a five one line instead of a four two line um, for primary weapon and uh, agility, I should say. All right, um, let's go ahead and talk about our other ship of the day, which is going to be the Traeger. The Traeger is a Dominion Galor class. It's twenty six points, unique, uh, or a Cardassian uh, Galor class Dominion faction, I should say. It is sitting at four attack, one agility, four hull, four shields, uh, one crew, one tech, two weapons, 180 forward arc, no rear arc. Uh, its actions are scan, evasive maneuvers, and target lock. Uh, its ability is during the compare result step, you may disable one of your shields to cancel one hit or crit result. You cannot deploy this ship, this card to the same fleet as assimilated vessel 64758. Okay. Uh, oh, maneuver dial. Uh, it's got the Gaylord dial. Uh, Green, one and two straight, and one banks. White, three, four, five straight, two and three banks. Red, hard twos and threes. Okay. Advantages. Um, the Gaylor class was considered to be uh, one, of the, one, of the, one of the sort of the standard ships in the game for some time. Uh, 4144 is a pretty good slash line. Um, I am importing that term from baseball because I think it definitely applies here. Um, 180 arc is amazing. It is great. Um, 26 points is a pretty good cost for this. Um, well, with, with one exception, um, it can scan, which I guess is nice. Uh, its ability, its its ability. One of the upsides of it compared to the Belair fonts is it can cancel a crit result for only one shield. That is that is far superior to the Belarians Belair fonts ability in that respect. However, there is another one worth considering. Um, it has a five forward white. That's pretty neat. Okay, so disadvantages. Number one, it's not a Keldon. I mean, I, I know that's kind of an awful thing to say, but a Keldon at 26 points is 5143, which is much, 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 much better. One attack die is always worth one shield, um, especially when going from four to five. Uh, it does not have battle stations. This can be a problem. It's maneuvered. It it, it 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 turns like a whale. It, it it is not maneuverable. It's fast, but it's 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 hard to turn. Um, the main disadvantage for the purpose of what we're doing today is that it says during the compare results step. This is not one of the things that has been warped back into working every single time it happens. So the Bellerophon's ability, while less powerful, can be used every single time it's attacked. The Traegers, while better, can only be used once per round. As I said when we previewed this back back on State of the Federation, on those halcyon days, um, we, I said that, because the May ruling had just come down, we saw this, I said if it were not for that ruling, this would be a really good ship. Um, it, is, it, is a, it is, as is with this ability and this limitation, it sort of falls... Like in the middle of the Galors, like the Reklar is probably better. The Kraxen is probably more useful, but a weaker combatant. Um, yeah, it, it, it is. It is a place looking for a home. Well, I think I finally found it one. So let's go ahead and get started. I will caveat this also by saying this fleet has this. There, there is a pretty major problem with this fleet, um, but I, I want to showcase a couple of things using it. And this will certainly, I don't know if this will win an OP, but this will certainly work well for a casual game. So let's go ahead and get started. 
The first thing I want to do is, uh, since we're, we're, we're talking about the Bellerophon and the Traeger here, um, we're going to be using um, many of the... What we're going to be doing is basically adding a bunch of abilities that, that play on that ability as well. So the first thing we're going to add is our resource, which is Emergency Force Fields. Emergency Force Field is a resource that says each time a ship in your fleet depends during the compare results step, you may, number one, disable one of that ship's active shields to cancel one of the attacking ship's hit results, or disable two of that ship's active shields to cancel one of the ship's crit results. If a ship uses either ability, place an auxiliary power token beside that ship. The cost of this resource is a number of SP equal to the total combined starting value, shield values of all ships in your fleet divided by two rounded up. Okay. So this is a really nice ability. Um, it, it falls somewhere between the, the Traeger and the Bellerophon in as much as you can cancel a hit with it for one, or you can cancel a crit with it for two. It does give you an auxiliary power token, which is not, not the best. The reason is um, we're going to be working with auxiliary power tokens elsewhere on at least one of these ships. So we'll, we'll go ahead and um, we'll, we'll, we, it may be hard to pull the trigger on this at times, but we shall, we shall see. So uh, it costs SP equal to number of shields in our fleet uh, divided by two rounded up. We have nine shields, so this will cost us five SP. So between the two ships, we're at 26 and 30 for the ships, 56 total, 61 for the resource. Okay, let's go ahead and keep moving. So, um, on the Traeger, we're going to be putting together a combo that David suggested in his video. Uh, our captain is going to be Weiyun 6, good old uh, Weiyun 4-point Dominion Captain. Disable Weiyun to prevent one of your crew upgrades from being disabled or discarded this round. And our crew on this ship is going to be a card from the Klingon Blind Booster called Kurok. Kurok is a Klingon crew member, costs 3 base, but that's going to change. And it says, when defending, during the deal damage step, you may discard this card to disable up to two of your shield tokens instead of losing them. This card costs plus five SP if purchased for a non-Klingon ship. So this is going to cost us nine total with faction penalty. But it's going to be worth it because this gives us the additional ability to... Um, this says, I can disable up to two shields instead of losing them. Okay. So what this means is if I have shields and I'm taking two crits, I will only take two shields to do this. This is better than either ship's ability or the resource. However, it's disable only. However, however, we're talking Weiyun here. So, I mean, there's that. Um, between the ship's ability, the resource, and Kurok, you're going to be able to do this with all four of your shields every single turn. That's pretty nice. Um, that will give you an auxiliary power token, and unfortunately, there's nothing we can really do about that. Um, and the, as we as we know, the the green maneuvers on here are not great, but um, it is a, a a decent enough way of ensuring that you 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 keep as many of your shields as you can. Okay, so on the Bellerophon, we're going to do something similar. We cannot get Kurok's ability on the Bellerophon because Kurok is unique and she's already on the Traeger, right? Not right. We have another option here, and here is what that option is. We're going to go ahead and put Sopak on the Bellerophon. Sopak is a captain that says, add one crew upgrade slot to your upgrade bar action. Choose one of your crew upgrades that was discarded from your ship on a previous round. 
redeploy that crew upgrade to your ship and place an auxiliary power token beside your ship. Um, this is not great, obviously, because we want to use our tokens for other things, uh, resource-related things. But uh, we're doing the best we can here. Um, so what we have is instead of uh, well, then the question is, I mean, we can't we can't have Kurok, right? Because we've Kurok's already on the other ship. Okay, so what do we do? We're actually going to uh, cheat a little bit. Not actually cheat. That's wrong, and you shouldn't do it. Um, but we're going to use a new card from Quark's Treasure, and that is Odo, the new version of Odo. Odo is a five-point independent crew. He's unique, and he says, During the planning phase, you may target a ship within range one to three and choose one crew upgrade on the target ship. If you do so, treat this card as an exact copy of the chosen upgrade until the end of the end phase in which you use this ability. If the chosen ship's upgrade or ability requires it to be disabled or discarded, you must disable or discard this card to use it. Okay. That's a mouthful of text right there. Um, basically, what this lets us do is it lets us copy Kurok uh, and, and use its ability on the Bellerophon as well. So now we have it on both ships. Um, but then a question comes up. I'm sure everybody here has thought about using Odo to copy, I don't know, Veril or somebody um, on a different ship with Sopek and Weyun, and noticed that there was a problem. Because Odo either goes on Sopek's ship or goes on Weyun's ship. If it goes on Weyun's ship, then Weyun disables to save Odo. But the other ship loses its crew member, and Odo can't copy it during the activation phase because it's still waiting for Sopek to redeploy it. On the other hand, if Weyun is on the other ship and Odo is on Sopex, then Odo isn't around during the activation phase for his phase, pardon me, for his ability to trigger, and he won't copy it this turn. So it looks sort of like the best you can do is copy something every other round. Well, no, that is not the case. Here's the deal. What you do is this. Um, we have two more crew slots left, remember, um, Sopek gives us one. And what, what I'm going to do with one of the other ones is I'm going to add Goval. Who or what is Goval, you ask? Good question, I say. Goval is a one-point independent Borg crew. So even with two factions, we'll be taking a faction penalty up to two here. He says, discard this crew at any time to prevent one of your other crew upgrades from being discarded or disabled. If this upgrade is deployed to a ship with a Borg captain, you must spend one drone token to use this ability. Well, it's not, so we don't care. But... What that means is this. Instead of discarding Odo to activate the Kurok ability, we're going to be discarding Goval every turn, which means that Sopek can redeploy Goval to keep protecting Odo from discarding himself, but Odo is still around to copy Kurok, and Kurok is still around to be copied. In other words, this combo works as we've all thought. You just need an extra two points and an extra crew slot to make it happen. Uh, that's all I wanted to point out, is that this, this combo is very valid. Um, I fully expect to see people experimenting with it. I hope you do. Um, but for now, um, let's go ahead and go back to our build. Um, so far, this leaves us with 43 points on the Bellerophon and uh, 39 points on the Traeger. With 5 points for the reason, resource, we're at 87 points. So we have 3 more points. I'm going to go ahead and put Pavel Chekhov on the Bellerophon. Uh, simply because we're, we're going to be taking, if we do end up using the resource on the Bellerophon, we're going to be ending up taking um, two auxiliary power tokens per turn on it, or more if we end up using it multiple times in the same turn. So 
we want to give uh, the Intrepid class that extra level of maneuverability to help it out. Uh, in other words, now it can take any action, any maneuver on its dial to get rid of a red token, um, which can help it, you know, maybe dance out of uh, dance out of arc of an opponent or out of range of a Borg, so that it can take an extra turn to get uh, one of those auxiliary power tokens off. So our entire fleet of uh, of uh, shot canceling shield disablers looks like the uh, emergency force field re- resource at five points, the Traeger at twenty six. With uh, 30 for Weyoun and 39 for Kurok. The USS Bellerophon at 30 with 35 for Sopek, 41 for Odo, 43 for Gaval, and 46 for Chekhov for a total of 90 points across the entire fleet. Now, um, there is one more thing I want to talk about with this, which is this, this is the third sort of attack cancellation-ish build I've done within the past... Uh, Within the past month, let's say, and I know people are are, are a little bit uh, not fond of that. And the question is, why am I doing another one when attack cancellation is so damn annoying? And the answer is because this one is a lot more fair. This one still says you're doing damage to me across this turn. It's more similar to that Equinox I did, I did back in the day than it is to true attack cancellation, in as much as. If you can still get 12 damage on one of these ships in a turn, you're still going to kill it. It's just if you can only do 4 or 5, uh, that damage is going to be healed. Um, and if you can't kill it, you know, it'll have more shields next turn, that sort of thing. Um, the other thing, the other reason I feel more comfortable with this than traditional attack cancellation is this, this makes you disable shields, which means that certain, certain abilities that work against unshielded ships get slightly better. Um, obviously, if you, I mean, you know, many of them, for example, uh, the gangers will only really apply if you can attack during the activation phase, um, which will get the ship's shields down before, you know, you move so you can go in there and gank it. But it's still a little bit more vulnerable than just straight up attack cancellation a la conditional surrender is. So what, what I want to, what I'm sort of thrusting at here is I like this ability. Um, not not because it's powerful, powerful because it is a more balanced way to um, to do sort of attack mitigation, let's call it, than straight up cancellation. Um, it, it is also on the flip side. It's better than the um, it's better than the equinoxes because the equinoxes take an, takes an action to do every turn, and the shields actually do get destroyed. Um, so I. I personally am, am very, very fond of it. Um, I hope that um, you all go out and, and have, fun, have fun with this one, see how it works out. I also wanted to take the opportunity you know, to explain that Odo interaction. Um, this is, there are essentially two kinds of, two kinds of builds I do these, day, do these days. Um, one is, I mean, as we know, interesting is life. So every, all of them are going to be interesting, in my opinion at least. Uh, one of them is going to be interesting because it's zany and crazy. Uh, that is basically uh, the, um, for example, it's it's the the um, Duras. build I did yesterday. Um, whereas this one is um, a little bit more, uh, it, it, it just showcases an interesting interaction and an interesting set of synergies. Um, so that's all I have for you today. Uh, well. That's all I have for this episode. If David releases an interesting blind booster tonight, 
Um, I will be uh, there with the rest of you and thinking of how to do a battle station with it. Um, But until then, thank you very much for listening. Stand down red alert and secure from Battle Station. Thank you.